Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, I kind of left you with a bit of a cliffhanger, didn't I, last week? Um, Yeah, I, yeah. (laughs) Basically, I kind of forgot to do an outro, so sorry about the abrupt end there, but um, people have actually said it's a bit of a cliffhanger of an ending. So hopefully it's whetted your appetite to come back for more this week in what is the second part of um, of of the panel discussion I had. Uh, with what I call the second steppers, and and people, some people are saying, what is a second stepper? I'm t- I was kind of using a um, a house a house ladder sort of uh, reference there. You got first time buyers, and you got second steppers, haven't you? Second steppers are the people who are who are no longer first time buyers and are moving up the ladder. So I was kind of trying to use that reference in case it wasn't that obvious. So we're going to welcome back Carl, Anthony, Monica, Daniel, and Sven. Um, in part two of the discussion we had about going full-time in property. And if you remember, um, the five of them, are they've stepped out. They are along the journey, but they can't quite put their feet up yet and uh, sit that pina colada on a beach. That's the context we had. I think we finished off, you know, with a discussion around personal development. That's where we left off last time. So we're just going to pick up now and we're going to go into the journey that people have taken, some of the characteristics that we might need, you know, to to get by as we persevere. So uh, let's just dive into that conversation now and perhaps I'll just do a quick wrap up at the end. We're back again. We, as we as we said, we 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 talking so much. We turned it into a quality two parter rather than trying to cram it into a single episode. So last time out, we kind of left off. We were talking about personal growth, development, professional growth and development. Um, but let's talk about, you know, the, the journey. And, you know, so the actual, you know, process of being in property. How has it gone? Is anybody, can anybody put their hands up and say it's all been plain sailing? Everything's gone swimmingly well. There's been problem free. Any hands going up? <laughs> Not here. So why is that then? What, what, tell me, what's the reality? What have you experienced? God, who wants to bear their soul first? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you, Anthony. There's so much unknown, isn't it? Everything takes twice as long, probably costs twice as much. Um, yeah, it's just, um, you know, so much can change. You know, there could be time delays, cost overruns. I mean, on some projects, anything that can go wrong does go wrong, and you, you just have to persevere really you just have to i think that has to, i'm sure within every property development uh, developer there's a there's an element of that within us that we just we soldier on because if if it, if 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 you don't have that in you then um yeah you'll you'll soon get overwhelmed um and i think having good um good partners one way or another is also good someone to bounce your troubles off is also very powerful yeah and a good team of uh, professionals around you. Come on, Anthony, you wanted, you wanted to bear your soul. I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, even with my experience, um, sort of doing what I've been doing for, for so many years, and it still goes wrong on site. You put your trust into other trades and maybe they're not quite um, on side with what you want to do or what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah, things... Things go wrong, um, as as you said there. You know, th- there's always problems that are unearthed uh, when when you start a build. So yeah, things take longer. You fall out with people. They cost more money. So uh, it's it's a case of earning your stripes. And I think, as as you said there, it's perseverance is is what I think defines um, a, a proper investor or someone who's going to make this uh, against someone who's maybe just going to dip the toe in and you know fall flat on their face. You know, you need to just keep at it because it doesn't happen overnight uh it, it is like rolling a snowball uphill and then you know one day you'll get to the top and it just becomes a lot easier but I mean, well said i mean the, i don't want to you know bring too much pain into this part of the conversation but is it you know thank you for by the way for sharing and being vulnerable enough to actually say that perhaps things haven't always gone well because of, you know a lot of times 
you know, the whole Instagram world doesn't portray the the reality of, uh, of what it can be sometimes. So it's interesting. You both said just in that last section, perseverance um, was a key character characteristic that you need to be successful in this business to survive in the long run. Are there any other characteristics that you think, you know, not necessarily all about, you know, dealing with problems on site, but what else do you think are qualities or characteristics that we might need to stick it and go full time in property? Um, oh, sorry, I was sense, sense of focus and urgency. So um, one, one thing that struck me when um, trying to build up traction, build up momentum um, by myself was, like Anthony said, the perseverance and having that that reason why something's come back to. Um, but yeah, it is a it is a long slog, and you you, you quite quickly realise that there's so much talk out there of get rich quick schemes, but you really do need to to graft away and put the hours in, put the reps in to to, to add value. You can't just click your fingers and suddenly you you, you get rewarded for for turning up. You need to you need to put the hours in and find those opportunities and just keep on keep on plugging away. I think it was, I think it was Seth Godin. Might be wrong, but I think it was Seth Godin who said it takes six years to become an overnight success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly so, makes sense. Yeah. So we've got the focus and the, um, you know, having a reason why I thought was an interesting one. Anybody else got any more they want to add to this shopping list of uh, qualities for us? Yeah, I think um, I know a lot of people say it, but I, I didn't start with clear goals. And you can end up sort of being two, three, even four years into it and actually just sort of plodding along, just thinking, oh, I'm flipping these properties but without actually having a clear path or clear goal you don't actually know whether you're getting to where you want to go so i think having clear goals and referring back to them regularly is a is something that i'll definitely do now um efficiency i think time efficiency cost being efficient with everything you do uh, even the way you interact with people i think that's key and I think you've got to be cautiously optimistic because in the past I've sort of been a bit too optimistic with GDVs and how long things are going to take and, and you sort of get the perfect storm sometimes where, um, you know, your worst case scenario suddenly turns into your best case scenario and then it's it's very, your options, your, your exit options suddenly become less or restricted um, if you've got less margin in there and it can, can become very stressful so yeah cautious optimism i would say so you still got the word optimism in there so that's good yeah <laughs> sorry a bit, bit downbeat but well you probably still need to be optimistic or have a positive outlook i think um but i think cautious realism wrinkling on top sounds fair to me um, a bit resilient in there as well a bit of resilience absolutely yeah. <laughs> Who is uh, that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it's, it's to be, when you're penny wise and pound foolish, you, and that's something, and, I, and I, I've kind of learned over the years that if you, if you have good tradesmen, even though they may cost that extra bit or good architect or whatever, they are worth their weight in gold. Um, because, Getting it wrong can be very, very costly indeed. So it's it's about being, you know, really wise in in, in you know when you see those um, cost estimates come through and who they're coming through from and being able to make that decision as to say, no, I've worked with this guy. I know he knows his stuff. He's worth every penny. And it's difficult, isn't it, when you when you're on a budget <laughs> on on site and you really want to make every penny count, but you it's just being really careful. You know, when you make those kind of decisions as to who you who you bring on board to to work with you, and if you have good contractors, hold them closely. Yeah, well, I hope <laughs> not. They're um, going to be knocking on your door asking for a pay rise now. If you said they're worth the wedding <laughs> gold, but, um, I, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I think it was uh, Sam Collette who said bounce back ability. 
um, as well, because, you know, um, and there was someone else who referred me to a saying just the other day. I'm trying to think of the source. I'll, I'll try and remember as we're talking, but a, a previous coach of a good friend of mine, uh, he said, if you have 50 good days in a year, you're doing well. So, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's true, but I think, yeah, there's, we need a bit of resilience and bounce back ability. Um, I think it features 80 20 principle. 80 20, yeah. So we've got those. So there's probably others. I've got a few of my own, but let, you know, let's move on. I think we've got, um, we've spoken about some things on project level. We've spoken a little bit. I probably want to come back to some of the strategies, but you know, we refer that to a bit. But over, let's just say some of you have been involved for a number of years now, a decade or more in some cases. Some of you for about half that time and some of you recently. But what do you think about you know, change over time? cycles what are your thoughts on that what well, cycles in in what the properties itself or well, do you, do you, everything do you see yeah uh, not not the bmx bike no no so um <laughs> uh, yeah do, do you see uh, evidence of clear cycles economic or property specifically yeah uh, I, I, sorry, I think that, oh go on son yeah, okay. So um, so when I started, it was um, 2013, and that was a rising market. So it was a lot easier to make money. Things were selling very quickly. So that was um, obviously when you're flipping and you're selling, you're, you're always a buyer and a seller if you're going on to buy the next property, that is. But it, may, it can give you um, a sort of false perception of how easy it might be to move on to the next project and then it was actually probably brexit was i mean if it was the market was down bound to have a slowdown anyway but brexit was probably the catalyst for that but then suddenly um things weren't moving nearly as quickly in terms of selling so then it's um it puts pressure on if you are moving on to new projects and probably over leveraged uh, or to a, uh, out of my comfort zone anyway um and then like i said before it's it's if your profit margins aren't great or things are taking slightly longer the cycle can if if, if things are moving very quickly it's a lot easier to deal with uh, good how do you stand then seeing the cycle well, I mean, I guess one I've kind of, known, I mean, like Sven says, I mean, there's lots of strategies that fit different times. I mean, it's it's very area specific as well. I mean, I'm in the northeast. We've not really experienced any capital growth for, for a while now. So maybe you know, things like you would normally use in a rising market like um, flipping don't particularly work all that well uh, unless you really buy below market value. Um but I mean, like when um, the PD rights came in for office to resi, a lot of people jumped on that, gobbled up all of the old offices, and then we started needing to uh, build more offices to, to cater for the actual office use. I mean, we're probably going to see a, a dip in that now, uh, just with obviously what's happened with Corona, people probably working from home, um, but also retail removing. Are we going to contract to a point where uh, town centres are smaller, we've got more residential, and then there's going to be a need then for, for retail to come back. So I think, I think yeah, there are there are cycles. I think as you start um, start doing a bit more in property, that not, not, you just spot the opportunities places if you've kind of got your, your thinking cap on. So I, that's what I've noticed anyway. Excellent. Being open to different opportunities, isn't it? So keeping your eyes open and kind of going with mm -hmm. the flow, seeing what works. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple of schools of thought, isn't there? There's like, you know, stay in your lane or, you know, or, you know, diversify and grow or, you know, be, don't be the ostrich with your head in the oh. sun, waiting to have your head bitten off. So stay in your lane is like stick to what you know, perfect it, you know, the cookie cutter, keep repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, but then, you know, does that, will that always work? Will it always serve you? Alternatively, um, you know, if you, you know, you could actually open your eyes and your mind and venture out into different areas. But of course, if you spread yourself too thinly and too quickly, um, trying to step up too fast or take on too much, it could have consequences there too. So it's a, it's a balance, isn't it? 
Um, to the 70-20-10 rule. So you spend 70% of your time focused on your core strategy and then you've got these little side projects. So they may evolve into something else. You may rely on them. You need, may need to, to completely tra transition to something else. So. Yeah, definitely. That brings, you know, that's actually interesting, isn't it? So having basically, you said 70-20-10, I say 60-20-20, doesn't matter. But the idea is you have one key strategy and you have other things going on at the same time. Now, pretty much, well, most of you either have more than one thing going or you have, and or you have, let's say, an alternative income stream or, um, you know, perhaps some savings to to tide you over. Is that is that fair? Is that pretty much how you see it? You've tried to de-risk your position in some way. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, I remember when I was doing single lets, and I just thought I just looked at the level of exposure there. One tenant not paying, and in in London, rents are higher, mortgages are higher, and then we just decided to shift, you know, to turn them all progressively over time into HMOs. And that was to, you know, to help to diversify really, and to make sure that we had um, might have one or two tenants not, you know, in difficulty, not paying. But you won't have you won't have six. So you know that was a, a transition that was, um, you know, we just looked at how things were then and thought, right, okay, this would put us in in better stead. But if you look at the HMO market now, very saturated. Local authorities are making crazy demands in terms of um i don't know what the nature of payments they're asking for now but you know they want you to pay per unit and it's becoming more and more challenging so you know i know some people who are leaving hmos and converting them back to single let so it's that it's that fluidity really depending on what's you know the prevailing um you know economic and political environment that's that's how we survive isn't it you picked up quite a few different things there in that, you know, little segue about, you know, all of you, about one, economic-related cycles and shocks like Brexit, like coronavirus, you know, no people didn't touch on the global financial crisis, but that's just in the last 10 years. Um, well, that's three big, you know, big economic events in the last 10 years. But also, well, I probably wasn't thinking of it when I asked the question, very good point about how different strategies either come into vogue and go out of vogue uh, but also perhaps are more relevant in certain areas or certain parts of the market. I thought it was really interesting. Thanks to share that. The, um, I think the other thing I wanted to talk about is in, in terms of um, what, what, what have you learned along the way? What, what don't they teach you in the books or in the, in the property school? What, what surprised you? Um, as you've gone along, any anybody want to? I probably should ask individual questions, but I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Um, but has um, anybody got anything? Well, you know, this really surprised me. I didn't. I wasn't expecting this. Anything like that? They're overarching powers of building control and planning. I can. Yeah, that was a shocker for me. <laughs> Only building control and planning. What about surveyors? Well, surveyors, but yeah. <laughs> They can just stop you dead in your tracks, and I mean, dead in your tracks. So yeah, there's a, there are compliance issues there that you just have to really, um, hmm, you really have to be on the on the on the ball about because they could just they could just stop you in your tracks. External forces, then, okay, like building control. Um, Anthony, you look like you're going to offer something in there. Um. I guess the, I mean the, the the thing I think is um, oh, I can't remember the saying now. It's when you you overestimate what you can achieve in one year, but underestimate what you can do over a, a, a period of time. And I guess it just goes back to that snowball thing. I think um, probably we were all guilty when we started off. Um, we were thinking, yeah, we'll take over the world in a couple of years' time. But uh, it, it, it does take a little bit longer than you think. But you kind of don't realise what's happening to you because it's kind of all working behind the scenes and then all the forces come together. Uh, so, I'd, yeah, again, it goes back to perseverance. I think that's, um, yeah, that, that's the biggest lesson I've I've had to learn. Just keep at it. Any other ones in this area? So I think for me, it's how long things can take. Um, conveyancing, um, buying or selling. I think one commercial property we bought just because of the way the title deed was split. And there was a, um, I think there was eight different title numbers on the one deed. 
Uh, so yeah, the solicitor wasn't very pleased with me, but um, I think that one took about ten months to buy from from putting the offer in. There was there was nobody else involved, so it was just um, it was just to go through all the all the due diligence there, and then also financing uh, when you want to finance a lot of a lot of finance companies say they can do it very quickly, and then even like bridging finance can suddenly take two months. Uh, yeah. a, a good one there with the the legal aspect i mean that's one thing they they don't really teach you um in books and courses and whatever else but yeah you, you come up against a it's more the, the older school ones who are stuck in their ways i think they can cause problems when it when you're in the legal uh stages of purchases or, or remortgages or whatever else i mean we, we had one remortgage going through for a hmo and um, the the solicitor we were using decided to tell the mortgage company that um, it wasn't a HMO for for whatever reason. It was just wasn't their interpretation of what HMO was, which which delayed us by a couple of months while we were sort of. <laughs> but no, no, really, it is a HMO. So yeah, just, <laughs> it's yeah. It's the, the people you encounter um, on on the journey as well, I guess. Yeah, ups and downs there. Yeah, I mean, similarly, I had a, I had a, a similar case myself, to be honest, Anthony, where I was trying to convert a property into uh, separate bedsits with self-contained facilities. Um, under the uh, Housing Act, that is still an HMO. Um, but I had um, I was also applying for a grant, an MT Homes grant, and the MT Homes offer was telling me it's not an HMO. And I said, it is. And he's like, it's not. But he's got the grant money. And I want to no, it's not an HMO. No, it's not an HMO. So <laughs> we remove the kitchens and have a shared kitchen. That's an HMO. That's an HMO. <laughs> so yeah, the um, the external air forces and control that people can have. And it's interesting you should say that. There's a role as well in a state agency. They call it a sales progression or sales progressor. So um, we talked about that. Uh, what else is, um, we talked about what, what they don't teach you, if you like, at property school or in the books. Um, but if you had your time again, some of you, it's relatively early, but if you had your time again, would you do anything different? And if so, what would it be? I guess starting earlier would be, I guess that's a common one. Uh, I mean, I didn't get going until probably 34, 35. And sort of I had the, the background knowledge to, to have got, going a, a lot sooner it's just, just a confidence thing i guess at the time so that that would be the biggest one and um i mean i'm, I'm gonna say it just because i i uh, run a networking group but networking is <laughs> i wish i'd i wish i'd started that a lot sooner as well because what what's happened since um since we've begun is has been crazy so yeah get going and uh yeah get networking as well that'd be my um advice to my younger self I second that with the networking there. I think that that's key. It's just key networking. You know, you can't you can't do it on your own. It's, just, it's not possible. It's not possible at all. Another big up for networking, Carl. You look like you were anticipating. Yeah, getting ready to to say. Um, yeah, I touched on it earlier, but um, focus was the big thing for me. So. Um, I spent a lot of last lot of last year um, kind of strategizing and what I came to realize certainly more in this year is it, it's all about adding value and focusing on the areas of the business that the they're gonna bring results uh, the key result areas um, so set out systems come up with logos building websites all of those things add very little value um, they need to be done, but uh, you choose when to do them. I think things like finding opportunities and looking for deals and solving problems, they, that's where the, you add the value. It's, it's easy to be a busy fool and keep yourself busy, but <laughs> one, one thing I like to think about is imagine if someone was paying your wages and you had to write a report at the end of the week or you had to answer to them. So, well, yeah, this week, so I managed to um, create a website and we've got a new logo and well, where's the money coming from? So um, uh, that's, that's helped, helped me a few times to think about if I was employed. So, for example, um, would your employer be happy if you kind of just slept off work at four o'clock every afternoon or just try, and, try and keep your, keep yourself disciplined 
as if someone was paying you. Well, someone is. Well, yeah. yeah. It's yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to what Daniel said earlier, though, isn't it, about accountability there, I think. Um, so I'm not trying to lead you into, into answering that question, by the way, Daniel, but it was... It was like, no, it, like, it, you're right, it is. I, I try and... Everybody's got 24 hours in a day. It's up to you what you choose to do with those 24 hours. You know, you can say, oh, you know, I've, I've got a job, I'm struggling. Well, you get up earlier, go to bed later. You know, you just... If you, if you tell yourself these these things, you're just having yourself on. You know, you, you just you're telling yourself that you can't do it when you can do anything you want. If you focus on it, you can do anything. You've just got to either get around the right people. If there's someone who you know, someone who you, you might have heard of, or your cousin's auntie's sister's done something in property, just ring them up and ask them a question. You know, ask them what they've done. And it's like the network, as soon as you get around those people, they'll give you the tips. No one's keeping them. It's not like a, a trade secret. Anyone will tell you anything what to do. You know, especially the property people, a sound bunch of people as well. You know, that everybody's willing to help. You know, if you're going through troubles, even non-property related, I'm pretty sure everyone will help you out. So that's what I'd say. Sounds good. I mean, so, I mean, there's a big thing about belief there, isn't there? Uh, right when you started you were talking about belief um, and, and it can be done but also about resourcefulness about you know putting yourself out there asking people for help and, and advice yeah. um, you don't necessarily have to pay for every piece of advice and help that you get either well just ask anyone who you know if somebody's done it they've done it so ask, ask them the questions you know yeah. cool. can't hurt so I'm thinking um, you've probably well, you've got 10 or 15 minutes maybe um, so we're going to make this count, right? The uh, the last five, 10, 15 minutes. So um, is there any massive game-changing moments or, or even a mindset shift that anyone's had? They go, this was it for me. This just shifted gears. This just put me in a different place. Is there anyone got an example like that? And by the way, if you haven't, I'll quickly move on. But um, anything like that in that area? Um, just let's let's finish with a, a nice punchy high. I mind we're just joining the uh, the apprenticeship program, really. The, the accountability and being around the people who's done it, you know. The guy who runs it's all right as well, which helps. <laughs> um, so, but that that honestly, that were uh, that's been the biggest change to me. You know, nothing much has changed from when I did, I, I'm not doing much differently from when we started. To when we finished, but a lot's happened. So you know, my day-to-day -day routine has not really changed much, but a lot has happened. You can't really explain how it's helped. I can't say it's exactly this, but a lot's changed. You know, I'm seeing opportunities that I didn't see before. That's what I'd say. Well, there's a there's a fifty-pound note heading your way as we speak um, for that. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Any any other game-changing moments? I think mine if I, has been, um, again, it, it was in a one-to-one -one with your humble self, Richard, where um, it, it was, it's not just about the money and the returns and the strategy. Um, there was this, there was this one-to-one -one and it was about, it just dropped. It was about legacy. It was about legacy. And that, that, it was, it, it's difficult to explain what that means to me personally because it means a great deal. And um, it moved from the from being at the fringes or, yeah, from being at the fringes to really pivoting to becoming something that, you know, is more at the heart of what I need to do. Do you see what I mean? It's not just about the money, making more money. It's just money. <laughs> you know <laughs> um and that 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 was a that has been a game changer for me because it's um it's 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 bouncing around in my head now continually and um i'm 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 trying to give it form and that's not an easy thing so uh but, but it's like giving birth isn't it it's not easy <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. 
it's not easy, but 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 um, you know, if you, if you persevere, the the, the uh, it can be incredible, and it's not just for me, you know. I, and that's yeah, that that's in answer to that question, that that's been the game changer for me. Um, really, well, continues to. Mm. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there. Another powerful share. I remember that conversation. We talked for over two hours about that yeah. Friday night, I seem to remember. And mm-hmm. we, we had other things on the agenda, but we didn't get any further than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just talked at length. It was very inspiring as well. I mean, the big takeaway is, you know, just to get yourself in front of someone and get what's inside out. Um, you know, it's amazing what you've got inside yourself that's perhaps bottled up and has been bottled up for some time. It doesn't matter who that person is. Well, it might matter who it is, but, you know, it's just good good to get it out, speak it out, speak those words and kind of name it. And, you know, that's that's getting in touch with our purpose, our destiny, you know, our legacy, as you said, Monica. So I feel very passionately about that and being, you know, true to ourselves and it's not just about the money, as you say. What a great one. Anybody else got any these great game changers? Um, well, I guess for me, um, it was kind of self-belief or confidence. Once uh, once I kind of realised that I, I did know a little bit like what I was doing was going to work and that kind of thing, you, 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 you become a bit more open to stuff. I mean... Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to network. I was listening to you on the podcast, and now I'm kind of on your podcast. I mean, that, that's quite, that's quite a weird thing, you know. Um, so yeah, just just having confidence in in what you're doing and in what you know as well. Um, I mean, when, when I've been through, um, I mean, one of the HMO conversions that went wrong, it was kind of belief in myself. You know, you listen to the builder and think, well, they must know best, but it wasn't, it was, it was kind of me. I should have listened to myself and it would have, it would have made things a lot easier at that point. So yeah, that, that's been a game changer uh, in, in my eyes for me. Yeah. Trust yourself a bit more, mm. believe yourself. Um, just as a bit of a sidebar, the, um, you said that you listened to my podcast and stuff. Thank you for that. Um, and then you reached out to me to invite me to come up and talk up in, in Darlington at your Property Thing networking group. And I have to say, the way you reached out and connected to me was um, stood out. It stood out. I've been approached in the past to go and speak for other people, but you did it in such a nice way that um, I just wanted to say yes. You know, So I drove for about four and a half weeks to get there, but, you know, it's... <laughs> Well, you made up for it, didn't you, by staying out till four in the morning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but there we go. Yeah. We'll blame Martin. We'll blame Martin. Yeah, yeah. It was Martin, yeah. Anyway, brilliant ones. Oh, thanks. thanks for coming along. Yeah, it was great, great, great event. And hopefully when normality resumes, we'll we'll have you back sometime. Oh, I'm glad you will. I'll be there. Don't worry. Thank you. So there are some game changers. I don't know if there's any other game changers that people are burning, burning to share. I wanted to add in, um, partly brought about by the the lockdown, the coronavirus and the changes in the market and slowing down, but thinking outside the box has been big for me. Um, so not sticking to the tried and tested path and just trying one thing and just accepting the fact that things have slowed down, but um, just really hustling and looking for other opportunities. Um, it's, it's a really cliche thing to say thinking outside the box but um, just a case of looking at as many looking at something from as many angles as possible it's so competitive out there and um, yeah. I watched quite a few good videos during the lockdown um, Ryan Serhant and Tim Ferriss they they put some really good content out there um, and just kind of so like there was one the other day by Ryan talking about people saying 2016 is cancelled like only halfway through the year, like let's smash it. There's so much inspiration yeah. out there. Oh, yep, okay. brilliant. Um, I don't know if you're nodding at me or not, Sven. So, uh, if, if you wanted to add one, you can. There's no obligation. Yeah, I was going to just say for me, it was a sort of period of um, forced reflection, really, because after being um, in, I'm still in business with my business partner, but about two years ago, uh, she was getting to retirement age and she said that she wouldn't carry on for much longer didn't want to carry on for much longer and she'd never wanted to hold any property and I think it goes like 
been mentioned before, um, leaving a legacy, uh, that, that sort of coincided with having my daughter, who's now two and a half, and it really got me thinking about what do I actually, am I just doing this for money or am I doing this for lifestyle and also what I can pass on? Um, it's not just about how comfortable you can make yourself, it's about what you can pass on to other people. Indeed. Talk a lot about this, this legacies come up again and lifestyle, it's not all about the money. There we go. So some people say it is all about money. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so um, I'm thinking now of just probably a, a, some final thoughts. So if you just want to get yourself ready, uh, what I'm going to uh, go around the, the group and say is, have you got any sort of uh, just maybe one tip that could be a piece of advice, it could be a, a resource, um, a final thought that you might want to leave uh, for people who've just got to the end of this podcast, two-part podcast episode, uh, you want to leave them with. And maybe, or if you want, and it's appropriate for you, how people might get in touch with you if you want them to. So if you don't want them to, then don't give any contact information. Um, so yeah, you know, a top tip, a final thought, and contact information if you wish. So anybody ready for that? I'll jump in. Um, I mean, I, that, I think a top tip for anyone starting out is just consume as much free information as you can uh, before sort of jumping into expensive courses, you know, there's, there's good and there's bad out there. But, I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I've met two people at an essay networking thing who'd spent 16 grand on the same course, a, a husband and wife, and that, that would buy a, a property around where, where I invest. So, yeah, just, you know, take in all you can before you, before you go and put that kind of money down because at the end of the day, you've got nothing to show for it if you don't ever uh, follow through uh, with, with the property. Um, and what, what was the other thing? What do we have to say? <laughs> Sorry. Well, top tip, final thought, and contact information. Right. Um, yeah, contact. So, I mean, look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook, Anthony Boyce. Uh, we have the Property Thing group. Uh, and I also run rocketarchitecturaldesign.com or, or wherever you find people these days on Tinterweb. Uh, yeah, thank you for having <laughs> me, Richard. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. It's been great. Um, who wants to go next? I'll say I'll go next. I just uh, really just like you said, consume what you can and just just get yourself out there and get stuck in. You know, that's all you can do. Just try and consume what you can as much as you can and see what resonates with you. Some of it might you might think about it, but when you get get stuck into it, you might you might think this is not into this at all. You know. Try and do whatever you can and see what you like. The supermarket, as I call it. Supermarket, you've got all these things on the shelf. You know, you don't have to take everything. You can leave some things behind, but it's all there for you to see. That's the one. That's the one. Thanks, Dan. You'll appreciate that. Any contact info? Have you deliberately not shared it? Uh, well, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I've not updated it for a while, but Daniel Riley on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to send me a direct email, in fact, you can. That's Daniel Riley at gmxgmx.com. You know, Perfect. please don't uh, inundate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put your contact details out on the, on the internet. Why not? Yeah, it, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, thank you, Daniel. No worries. I'll go next if you like. Um, I suppose the top tip would be mindset. Mindset is everything. It's probably the most important thing. You can have a positive mindset. And if you can reframe issues, mistakes as a positive, because uh, that's how you learn, really. Um, perseverance as well, if you can have those two things that on your way. Um, a little resource I've just started using, actually, and it's, it's made my life so much easier, is, a, is an app called Things which is like um, it's like a smart to-do list, but for people like me who's got a brain like a sieve, then it's really helpful. Um, and then contact details, I'm on LinkedIn too, Sven Chesters, and my email is sven at chesterhomes.co.uk. Thank you, Sven. Is that things with an I or a Y? Uh, things, T-H-I-N-G-S. 
Okay, thank you for that. Choice of two left. Thanks, Ben. Choice of two. Uh, well, I'll just come in. Mine is um, top tip just to kind of take um, from what Sven said, really, around mindset. And it's about just dealing with overwhelm, just to believe that it will pass, that it's not defining. You know, if you think of all the challenges one has faced in one's life, they pass, don't they? You, you keep moving through it. And this moment where you are now, um, however difficult it may be, you will move through it. So it's just again the, the, the you know the power of mindset, the power of belief. It's it's um yeah, that's my kind of top tip to just to believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You've you've got this far, you know, you've overcome other challenges and difficulties, and you'll overcome this as well. Um so in terms of my contact details, um I suppose you can reach me at my email address, which is monike.olushola at gmail.com. Spelt with a K there, not a C, the Monica. So, yeah. Well, Monica, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll drop that in because um, I've been calling you Monica consistently, but in a completely different spelling. So no, you, you, It's just the email address that's spelt with a K, but normally I spelt it with a C. But, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Not to worry, Richard. Thanks, Monica. So I guess that leaves Carl. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, the biggest tip sort of obviously been stuff that's been mentioned before about mindset and surrounding yourself with a community. Um, I think there's a couple of smaller things for me um, because I'm um, focused on cash flow, you know, making sure that um, personal finance is up to date. Um, you, you, you've got a clear view of what's happening there, but also for the projects, making sure how they stack up financially. Um, in terms of working full-time in property, one thing that's really helped me is to work at um, a shared desk space. Uh, so I've got a young family, two young kids. Um, so it can be challenging working from home. I haven't had much option during the lockdown, but um, yeah, working working in a shared desk space has been really, really useful. I mean, it really increased your productivity when you focus um, a bit more. Um, yeah, in terms of contact details, um, yeah, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, maybe pop that in the show notes, um, or my email address is carl, C-A-I-L, at accoladeproperties.co.uk. Very nicely done, very nicely done, and, and what an absolute pleasure, it's been brilliant guys, I have guys and gals, sorry, um, to, you know, share with you uh, some element of your journey, and I'm sure everyone listening in has taken away so much as well, um, it's, it's exceeded my expectations actually, there's lots of quality, lots of um, rich content here, I'm sure loads of people are going to be inspired by listening to you, in my world, second steppers, but superstars, I'm just going to refer back to Monica's phrase earlier that, you know, we all have superpowers. And um, I think, you you know, you've all got that superpower burning within you. And I just wish you all the best as you continue that journey. And I'm looking forward to maybe sharing a sip of a cold beer or a pina colada on a beach sometime soon. <laughs> looking forward to it. Very nice. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Thanks very much. See you all soon. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. I don't know. I, I just watched back, actually, the video recording um, from both part one and part two in readiness to do um, the wrap up, really, from this, uh, this conversation. I watched it at 1.75 speed, so <laughs> it looks quite different when you, do, when you do it that way. And by the way, if uh, that appeals to you, um, most of the videos from the, uh, this series are also available at the Property Voice YouTube channel. Uh, which you can set to playback at uh, different speed settings. So um, if you can cope with a, a 1.75 or even a two times speed, you can actually get through it a lot, lot quicker, as you can on audio, obviously. But uh, needless to say, um, what, what struck me as I was watching it back was just how much, um, and I said it at the time, actually, it exceeded my expectations, the, the conversation. And, and that's not because I had low expectations. It's because there was so much rich content that the five guests that we had uh, in the roundtable panel discussion format uh, were able to share. Um, there's, there's so much, actually. And uh, I think some of the key points that came out of it um, that I kind of noted down is um, one of them is character um, or characteristics, traits, if you like, that we might need. I'm not going to list them all, but um, people were talking a lot about perseverance and belief and confidence 
and um, you know the the, about, the ability to sort of keep going. Uh, I think Monica talked about that we've all got superpowers, and ironically, um, a superpower isn't necessarily that we can bend a fork with a. Um, bend a fork with our own eyes or you know we, we should be in the invincibles or something like that and very often a superpower is just gritty determination to push through perhaps when other people would give up because it's people who push through um, and people who are optimistic and people who look at uh, solving problems um, that they actually are going to succeed in this game so there was a lot of character references there that I thought uh, was really interesting. Of course, we th- there was a, there was quite a lot of book references and other other kind of media references. I, I, I started to top them up, but um, maybe I'll put some in the show notes. Um, there was a four-hour work week, for example. There was Rich Dad Poor Dad. There was Atomic Habits. I seem to remember uh, the, the um, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. Uh, and then we had a couple of video channels or YouTube channels with Ryan Serhant channel. We had the Tim Ferriss channel. There's a bunch of other ones that were, were name-checked along the way as well. Uh, Eat That Frog, that's right. I remember that one. So yeah, there was quite a lot of resources. And I think that's another thing that really struck me. There's a big emphasis on personal development and growth amongst the uh, the people in the room. And uh, you know, some people are still finding their way uh, in terms of that personal development and growth, but it's really helping them. Um, to to expand and it's not just personal development it's also business development some of it perhaps a little bit informal but you know there's definitely a grounding and a foundation there I think there was also this talk about purpose um, it came out a little bit didn't it I think um, Monica again just to name check her she talked about legacy and that she's you know developed this big vision if you like 15 years in by the way and then we had this two-hour conversation on a Friday night that we talked about um, where she really got in touch with her, you know, destiny, I guess, and um, you know, is uh, is is really on a quest now to to live that out. And we talked about, um, you know, Sven talked about the fact that he he went for a period of self uh, or forced reflection. I think was his phrase, wasn't it? Forced reflection, where his uh, joint venture business partner basically said that they, you know, she wanted to retire. Well, he's nowhere near retiring and, you know, had to really think about what what next for him. And it coincided with the birth of his daughter as well and started looking beyond himself. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Looking beyond yourself. It's not all about the money. Um, Money helps, but it's not all about the money. And if you've got money, you can actually help other people too, um, whether it's in your immediate family or beyond. Then there was this sort of um, yin and yang of, of focus and being flexible. So being focused and you know being driven and having habits and you know being efficient and work and being productive and focus on income generating tasks and all that stuff is one half of the equation. But the other half is to be flexible and have an open mind and try different things and see what works for you and be flexible and adaptable to different stages in the market. So this this dichotomy between being focused on the one hand and being flexible on the other hand and you need both and it's kind of difficult to strike the right balance of course then we we there was a lot of talk about surrounding yourself with others in general um, and which you know added up to things like having mastermind groups uh, there was a few people of course who come off my own apprenticeship program um, but not just exclusively you know there was also networking groups uh, Anthony uh, himself runs up in the northeast so having having access to others surrounding yourself by others being lifted up by others um, think uh, you know talked about you know um, either having the vision or having I- input from other people will really help you on the journey so that was a, that was another key takeaway I've kind of summarized this next point is like de-risking um, de-risking the journey and uh, people talked about de-risking it in a number of different ways so one of the most obvious ones was to have multiple income streams or sources of income. Some some people who you know you heard talk about uh, have got a day job or a part time job um, in property, as well as striving to be an investor or developer in property. So they're perhaps working in and around property, or they've got multiple sources of income uh, that are coming in, or they perhaps have a runway, as Carl described it, of savings, so that you could give it a good run. So don't there's enough to be sort of shit or bust sort of thing that you have to just pile in, go full time in property and go, that's it. I'm going to make it work. And, you know, I've got three months or something. Um, you can do it in a more controlled way, I think, is a takeaway there. Um, the, the, just going back to the characteristics, you know, being an optimistic problem solver seems to be one of the key characteristics that most of the group, uh, you know, latched onto. And I just want to finish really on the whole point of superpowers again, because, um, we, we do have superpowers and we perhaps need them at times. 
Um, but actually those superpowers are not that super. Um, they're just, they're just different. They're just extraordinary. And you heard five ordinary people, really. And I don't mean to, um, put anybody down with that kind of description or that label. That's not my intention. My intention actually throughout this whole uh, series is to showcase what I call everyday ordinary people who are really making a go at this. And they're either at one end of the extreme or the other end of the extreme. Over the next couple of weeks, you can hear people who are sort of fairly well starting out. Uh, the people on the, on the last two weeks, that, you know, including the guests um, today, um, have stepped out and they're along the path. So you're seeing people at different points in the journey. Um, and each one of them is, is you know, uh, has got their own vision uh, living out their own dream or their own goals and plans um, to go forward. And uh, and they're doing it in their own way, but they are all super, uh, superpowers um, that they, they express. So they're superstars to me, that's for sure. So there we go. Hopefully that's been helpful to, you know, have a little summary, uh, to enjoy the uh, discussion that we had over the last couple of weeks with the second steppers. Um, next week, we're going to turn our attention to uh, the newbies, as I'm going to call them affectionately. Um, but uh, meanwhile, the show notes from uh, today are going to be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, along with a transcription, along with contact details of all of the guests. So if you want to connect with anyone, that's the place to go. If you want to read it back in, in some way, that's the place to go for that. Uh, if you want to talk about anything from today's show, you know you can email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. But I guess that's it for this week on the Property Voice podcast. Uh, Join me again next time when we talk about the the newbies of going to full-time in property, but hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple of weeks where we talked to the second steppers. And I guess all that remains is to say thanks very much for listening once again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.